Welcome, welcome back to Jules Just Vibes. As always, I am your host, Jules, and I'm here to just vibe. How are you guys doing on this Thursday morning? I hope you guys had a brilliant weekend, and I want to know, did you end up watching Matilda the Musical after my review? It's completely okay if you didn't. Uh, As I said, it definitely switched some things up. Um... I definitely urge you to listen to that review if you're like me and you were a huge fan of the movie Matilda growing up. I definitely think that it's it's a good review and gives the details on if you should kind of spend a few hours to watch it. Um, but yeah, I just want to give a thank you to everybody who is listening out there and letting letting the podcast review vibes wash over you. I know that this um this kind of reformat of the from the stream of consciousness over to where we are now is definitely a little bit different than what you might be used to for JJV, but I think that this format opens up so many doors um and I think it opens up so many possibilities onto what we can do. And so that's what I'm really excited about. And surprisingly enough this podcast has taken a lot of my focus, surprisingly, not surprisingly. Um, And so I've very much enjoyed just researching and diving full deep into some of this stuff. And it it fills me with a type of joy and I'm really excited. Um, More on the note of opening up new doors, um, recently the game that I play the most, Overwatch 2, the community has been a little divided on some of the topics uh, and hero designs with balance. And I had a small thought while listening to another podcast, funny enough, because I think we all we all podcast on podcasts. Um, they were talking about, you know, all these types of changes, and it made me kind of want to have an open discussion with people about it, those who are actually like understand understanding about like each hero and stuff it actually made me want to sit down and have a discussion with them if that is something that you would like to enjoy i'm actually going to put a poll on my twitter at jules just vibes and go ahead and vote on if that'd be something that you'd be into um but with that let's go ahead and we can move on to today's topic at hand but before we get into the episode i do want to put a note here that at the time that this podcast episode goes live, that 90s show will actually have aired on Netflix. Um, I absolutely will do a review on it, but it will be coming out like in a few weeks or even like a month or two down the line so that I can watch that 70s show as well because I actually have only seen some episodes about that series. I haven't haven't watched the whole series. Um, I just wanted to let you guys all know that Um, that I will be doing a review on that and you will not need to worry. I think it also is dependent on if Netflix is going to release them as like full series or if they're going to do like half half a series at a time like they did with Fuller House. So depending on how Netflix does it and how long it takes me to get through that 70s show will be when that 90s show comes out uh, for the review for JJV. Now let's move on to the main event. (laughs) 
I will be reviewing the new anime series, Chainsaw Man. I know some people have an idea of what anime is or a stereotypical view on anime, so I'm going to give you an out here and now. If you don't ever think you could like watching a show that is animated, but also gory with a decent storyline, feel free and leave this JJV episode to the weebs and aspiring weebets. Alright, beautiful people. Are you ready for the review of the new anime that's gaining in popularity? Buckle up, it's gonna be a long and wild one. Just a heads up, I cannot guarantee a spoiler-free review because there are a lot of awesome moments in this anime that, while talking about it could be a spoiler, they're too awesome not to mention. So if you're not a fan of having moments talked about, that's fine. Before we dive into the episode-by-episode part of the review, I'll give you a timestamp you can fast-forward to to listen to the abridged version, which gives a small summary of the show and my official ratings. Okay, let's get down and dirty. I watched Chainsaw Man the anime, so you don't have to. That is, until you want to. I'm going to rate this anime on these scales. Manga to anime adaptation, art style, voices subbed versus dubbed and then tell you which I prefer, binge-worthiness, and intro and outros ratings. At the time that this episode releases, season one of the Chainsaw Man subbed and dubbed will be out and complete. I watched both the subbed and the dubbed episodes, as well as read the manga to get a more in-depth review for you, like I always do. I want to begin with the life cycle of this series. Chainsaw Man was first released as a manga in 2019 by creator Tatsuki Fujimoto. Fujimoto has made other notable works, but he is most well known for his first series Fire Punch and this series Chainsaw Man. Interestingly enough, when I looked up Fujimoto, the majority of the works he has created have been one-shots, which are single-story webcomics. He's had the one other running series previous to Chainsaw Man, which is Fire Punch, but from what I see, he enjoys creating one-shots. One-shots really aren't my forte. They're short and feel like you're being edged instead of reaching a climax. I did take the time to read one of the one-shots Fujimoto created called Shikaku. A huge side note about me before I give a little excerpt about the one-shot. When I go searching for anime on my own, I end up finding the really weird anime, which just makes me disheartened. This one-shot was no different. Somehow, I found a weird one-shot about a vampire who wants to die due to boredom and gains intrigue for the first time in 400 years by the hitwoman he hires to off him. A hitwoman who used to get beat by her family for all the psycho things she used to do as a child. I'm talking real serial killer vibes. Anyway, Shikaku was pretty good. 8 out of 10. It was short and to the point with a touch of humor. I enjoyed it, but I just wanted more. The Chainsaw Man manga currently has 13 released volumes. To put that into perspective for the series, one volume of this manga encompasses about three episodes of the anime, give or take a few minutes. Season 1 finishes in the middle of volume 5 of the manga. Chainsaw Man was released in anime form on October 12, 2022, and it currently sits as one complete season with no word of a renewed second. Chainsaw Man was animated by the acclaimed studio MAPPA. Notable works from this animation studio include Jujutsu Kaisen, the final season of Attack on Titan, 
and a lesser known but just as good martial arts anime, God of High School. The animation style is 3D CG as opposed to the standard 2D animation, but some could argue that more studios are opting to go with 3D animation as it's quicker or easier than 2D. I hope I'm not alone in thinking 3D animation and animes can sometimes go wrong. Too often, you see something that just looks out of place in the anime because it's 3D animated. Mainly for me, when it comes to the texture or look in 2D, sometimes you just can't replicate it in 3D. Thankfully, the animation in this anime is fluid and really well put together. So, one thing I realized when tackling this review is that when it comes to shows, this can be tricky. I want to be thorough, but also don't want to offend anyone by how much information I'm about to overload them with. But I also want to go through it all and break it down episode by episode, and then give an overall of the show as a whole. There are 12 episodes in this series, and every one of them has something notable about it that needs to be talked about, so fortunately there's no shortcuts here. I want to give a disclaimer. This series is called a CNN? 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 I'm not entirely sure if I'm saying that right, CNN, anime meaning that it's an anime that's geared more towards an older audience. So I am sorry in advance, kiddos, if you're under the age of 18 and listening to this review, it is gory, it's raunchy, and there's horror thrown in. It's a play on devils and fears, so if you scare easily and don't want the little ones to have nightmares, I'd put the children to bed before watching this anime. All right. This right here is the end of the completely, completely spoiler-free zone. Just as just the other, another disclaimer, just to let you guys know that moving forward, we're going to have spoilers. Before we dive into the episodes, you can skip to the abridged version of this review, where I give a synopsis of the show and my overall ratings if you're just not feeling hearing about all the details of the show. That's at timestamp 3150, so feel free to fast forward to that to skip all of the episode breakdowns. All right. Settle in, grab some popcorn, and let's get started. The world of Chainsaw Man is set in a version of Japan where devils exist and are strongest when feared by many. Where there's devils, there are devil hunters who use these devils to make contracts with in exchange for parts of their body or power to use when in a bind for a small or giant sacrifice of their own, because nothing comes without a price. Episode 1 is called Dog and Chainsaw, and starts with our main character, Denji, struggling to make money to pay off his late father's debts. Denji stumbles upon a devil dog and nurses it back to life, which then starts the greatest bonding story in this universe. Puchita and Denji forever. <laughs> Unfortunately, that bonding experience is short-lived due to a betrayal by Denji's employer, a member of the Yakuza, who tried to make a deal with the devil with disastrous results. Cut into pieces, Denji is absolutely dead until his companion Puchita makes the ultimate contract with Denji by giving him his heart, thus birthing the Chainsaw Man. Denji gets his justice in the end. Due to the nature of the devil his old employer made a deal with, Denji is able to chop them all up and exact his revenge when he's found by a few public safety devil hunters looking to exterminate the same devil he just rampaged. 
Offering comfort and bread with jam, one mysterious woman takes Denji as her pet. How'd I do on that synopsis? For the first episode of this anime, it did a really great job at laying out the foundation without getting too messy with exposition. In the first two minutes, you can see just how hard a life Denji has been living. The whole episode plays a lot on Denji's hardships, and that makes his revenge all the more sweet when he finally gains the upper hand. He even yells, Once you jerks are worm food, it's bye-bye debt. Giving a satisfying feeling when watching. Of course, before the public safety hunters come, who knows how his life would have been without Puchita or his death. Thankfully, he gets to know his fate in episode 2. Episode 2 is called Arrival in Tokyo and centers around what's next for Denji and his debt-free life. He just killed the zombie devil and was picked up by public safety devil hunters, one even claiming him as her pet, all the while realizing that he won't ever see Puchita again. He also is infatuated with this mysterious woman who has taken him to the headquarters of the public safety hunters, where she assigns him to his own unit and puts him under the care of that unit's captain, Aki Hayakawa. After a brutal altercation between the two during patrol, they're called to take care of a fiend, which is a devil that's taken over a corpse, where Denji realizes the small life amenities he's gotten from joining public safety are nice, but not completely dream-fulfilling. Thus, he gains a new, smaller goal and continues on until Makima, his new owner, drops a new surprise for Denji, a partner. One thing I can say about Chainsaw Man throughout the whole series is they don't over-explain. Like when they introduce a new type of devil, the fiend. They give a simple description that's straight and to the point. They also introduce Makima in this episode, and automatically with her demeanor and the way that she speaks, you can just tell that there's more to her, and it's eerie. We also get a glimpse into Denji's thoughts about his life. He's incredibly happy with his new life and it's dream fulfilling, but realizing that there are so many devil hunters that have greater dreams, it causes him to think more deeply about what he wants out of life. Even if it is as ridiculous as touching boobs, for someone who has nothing, or had nothing, and has been alone his whole life, it's almost perfect that he wants these trivial things, and it shows that deep down he really is just a teenage boy. Also, during the altercation between Aki and Denji, the most wondrous statement comes out, and it's, I think, my new mantra. Denji yells, Because when I fight a dude, it's nuts or nothing. And like I said, it's 100% a perfect statement in regards to the way that Denji fights, as well as his attitude towards life. It was truly a glorious moment. Episode 3 is called Meowie's Whereabouts and kicks off after Denji's new partner, Power, who's a fiend that was once the blood devil, kills the sea cucumber devil. Can't make this up. The first episode had a tomato devil, and with the understanding that people fear these devils, it makes me wonder how you can think of scenarios of why you would fear tomatoes or sea cucumbers. Anyway, Power and Denji reluctantly have a moment where Power divulges that the only friend or companion she desires or likes are cats, and honestly, that's a whole mood. She then propositions Denji to save her cat in exchange for a dream-fulfilling boob squeeze. Little does Denji know that Power is leading him into a trap. Meowie, Power's cat, was taken by the bad devil, but have no fear, 
The promise of a chest grab is enough to fuel Denji into defeating the Bat Devil. I think my favorite part in this episode is where Denji and Power are talking about Miaoi being taken, and Denji is just so uninterested. He even says, I think I might get it if it was a dog. But after Power states that if Denji saves Miaoi, she'd let him touch her boobs, he gets all angry and goes, That fucking devil! What a tool! Snatching innocent cats? Well, that ain't happening on my watch. As a devil hunter, I say no! And honestly, it's a fucking riot. Like I said, Denji's a teenage boy who has barely lived. Any prospect of female companionship just fires him up to experience his dreams. Another notable moment, Makima speaks to Denji in power, and while Denji and power are bickering, she asks them to quiet down and you see an immediate reaction in power. This is the first time we see this reserved side of power. It was actually quite interesting. Episode 4 is called Rescue. It would be easy to say that, of course, with the defeat of the Bat Devil, Miaoi is safe and sound. But unfortunately, the feeling of relief is short-lived when the Bat Devil's girlfriend, yes, you heard that right, girlfriend, comes to exact her revenge on her boyfriend's death. This new battle looks bleak for Denji until he gets his own rescue from Aki with the help of the Fox Devil. The rest of the episode is the aftermath of that battle, but ends with a chaotic twist. Aki and Denji have a new house guest. While I was rewatching this episode and episode 3, I came to the realization that this Miaoi storyline is mainly for character development instead of actual story plot. I would call them filler episodes, because in reality, the episodes as a whole are not important, but there are important parts in both episodes that are crucial to the characters in the series. Especially with the introduction of the Fox Devil from Aki. Our knowledge from the very beginning is limited in regards to devils and contracts, but in this episode especially, it drives home that while there are devil hunters, they need to also make contracts with devils to help defeat devils. There's also this really great moment towards the end of the episode. I think when you initially watch it, it kind of feels slow and unmeaningful. It comes in on Aki waking up, doing laundry, making breakfast, reading outside. Now Denji's starting to wake up, Aki is vacuuming while Denji eats, and the scene is quiet. Relaxed. And then boom, power busts in. <laughs> On my second watch of it, showing the slow and chill morning was actually perfect, because the entrance of power coming in and being as crazy and chaotic as she is was just a perfect contrast to the all-over all vibe. It was a great work on the creator's part, whoever decided to do that. It was perfect. Episode 5 is called Gun Devil, and starts with Power ready for her boobs to be grabbed, but mainly is about a devil search centered around the Gun Devil. We learn this devil is the most feared in Japan and has created a sorrowed past for one of our devil hunters in Division 4. This leads Division 4 to a hotel. Led by a piece of the gun devil's flesh, they search for a devil, but find themselves in a situation more dire. This episode kicks off the main plot of the whole series, in my opinion. It's almost a prequel episode to the meat, but just as important. 
a cool moment in the episode is one between Denji and Makima. We've already established in the series that Makima is Denji's saving grace and he's infatuated with her. Plus, with Denji's free life, he's set and unsatisfyingly completed his goal of touching some bazongas. Denji confides this with Makima, and you get a very intimate moment between the two, where Makima is almost giving a lesson to Denji on the importance of knowing your partner's heart in order to make naughty stuff a little bit better. The whole thing is quite intriguing and also informative, as it really does have a good point in there to a better sexual experience. So, TLDR, love your partner, better sex. Episode 6 is called Kill Denji and continues with the extreme situation that Denji and the squad mates of Division 4 have found themselves in. While Denji's idea of figuring things out is to sleep, Aki takes it upon himself to try and find a way out of their situation. Unfortunately, things take a turn for the worse, where the Infinity Devil makes an appearance demanding the Chainsaw Devil's heart. Denji isn't going down without a fight, though, as long as the stakes of a French kiss with Himeno are still on the table. This episode got super exciting to watch and also a little triggering with the Infinity Devil actually being a thing and also the never-ending 8th floor. This episode is also the first one in the series that puts us in an uncomfortable position of wondering if a main character is going to live or die. That feeling is never great, especially when you're watching week to week. Despite all that anxiety that comes from watching this show, one break in the feeling during <laughs> it's during the days before the Infinity Devil shows itself, Power decides that she will go for the Nobel Prize because then it will be easier to control humanity and all I want to say is power for president. Episode 7 is called The Taste of a Kiss. This episode is a roller coaster, and also not for the queasy. Denji's efforts continue in his attempt to kill the Infinity Devil. This episode also offers a little bit more backstory for Himeno, one of Aki's squadmates in Division 4. Denji's efforts lead to success, and because of such, Himeno puts together a get-together dinner inviting the Division 4 newbies and even Makima. This freaks out Denji because while the promise of a kiss with tongue is exciting and a first, kissing in front of Makima is a nightmare in Denji's eyes. Things get messy as the night rages on and leaves Denji with an awful taste in his mouth. Okay, that, <laughs> that, that sentence is just too hilarious and on the nose to keep going. I will say that this episode has my top three outros in the series. And I'll talk more about intros and outros when I get to that rating point, but it's a vibe, for sure. Rather than give you an actual review about this specific episode, because this is the one that I believe you should for sure watch and feel on your own, I'm going to give you my feelings roller coaster, and then we can move on. <clears throat> Anxious. Small dance break for intro. Pumped. Intrigued. Interested. Focused. I could use a beer. Oh, look at her outfit. Oh my god, all that food. 
Whoa, double contracts. Utter disgust. Uh, what's happening? No, no, no. Oh my god. And that is my feeling roller coaster, and it is all accurate. Episode 8 is called Gunfire, and it kicks off by giving us more detail into the events leading up to where Taste of a Kiss leaves off. Thankfully, nothing scandalous or illegal happens, and Himeno and Genji make a deal to help each other out. Things take a turn, though, for the absolute fucking worst, and it makes you feel like there is no way you could come back from it, especially when a person tied to Denji's past makes an appearance and shows Denji isn't alone in his unique situation. Everyone is gunning for Denji's heart, and it shows that the gun devil's price on it is nothing to joke about. The loss we feel in this episode is immense. Like Attack on Titan immense, if you guys have ever seen that anime. Though, I think that's one thing I applaud on this show. It takes guts to eliminate A, B, and C tier characters, and still give something more for the audience to want to keep watching and keep going. This episode did just that, opening up more questions on top of the loss, and those questions beg for answers. Episode 9 is called From Kyoto, and it kicks off probably the most badass fight in the series. The music they tie into it is really next level too. Meanwhile, we get a glimpse into the carnage the Yakuza assault has on the public safety devil hunters divisions. Interestingly enough though, Makima survives and deals with everything accordingly to save Denji from being taken to the gun devil. That's pretty much it. These reviews, um, as we go per episode continuing, are going to get less and less detailed the crazier they are, because I just don't want to give too, too much away for you guys. I do think, though, that for this particular episode, um, just to, like, talk about it, that eerie feeling from Makima you get grows, and it's almost frightening. We still don't know her contracts with devils or what abilities she receives from them, but the small look that we get into them in this episode is just wild, and it leaves us with so many questions. I actually was talking to my friend, um, and she's read all the manga, and I was telling her I couldn't wait to find out what devils she has working with her, and she replied that it's going to be a while before we find that out. While that is unfortunate, that is the mark of good writing. They show just enough to keep you on your toes. Episode 10 is called Bruised and Battered, and starts up as the direct aftermath of the destruction. Now, more than ever, those left as public safety devil hunters need to get stronger. Luckily, Makima has a plan for both power Denji, and Aki. After learning how much they can take, the best devil hunter, getting a kick out of being called master, gets into the business of training power in Denji, to the extreme. Meanwhile, Aki answers the call to get stronger. The end of this episode got me pumped, pumped, 
pumped. This episode was actually one of my favorites. It handled what happened after the attacks really well, and the whole training between Master, Power, and Denji was awesome. Getting to know a little bit more about their genetic makeup just brings even more depth to some otherwise shallow characters. Also, in this episode, we meet someone from the intro, and they have a very small part, and it's definitely something that stands out, and you're kind of like, what the fuck is that? And then all of a sudden, we stand face-to-face with it, and legitimately, I am so psyched for you guys to know who it is. Episode 11 is called Mission Start, and you know from the name, we're really getting into it now. This episode starts directly at the end of episode 10, with Aki about to make another deal with the devil, the future devil, since his current contracts unfortunately faltered after the attacks on the special divisions. While Makima goes to the Yakuza for information, the new Special Division 4 meets up to ambush those who ordered the attack and gunned, no pun intended, for Denji's heart. This episode was top tier. I would put this episode at number 2 out of 12 for just overall, if you weren't going to watch any of the episodes of this anime, but this one, this would be a really, really good one episode to watch. It's kind of like The Red Wedding. For those of you that don't know, that is from Game of Thrones. Yet again, this series gives us a peek into just how eerie Makima can be and then busts the door wide open on showing us all shapes and sizes of fiends and devil folk. Personally, my favorite is the spider devil fiend because holy fuck, she looks scary. Episode 12 is called Katana vs. Chainsaw and it is as epic as the name suggests. Agi finds closure from Himeno's death in his duel with Sawatari. Denji and Katana Devil face off in a duel where Denji has to gain the upper leg to come out victorious. And afterwards, Denji and Aki compete to see who can make someone scream the loudest. And with all of these events unfolding, it brings the special division Devil Hunters that much closer to finding and killing the Gun Devil. One moment in this episode, it was the beginning actually, as it picks right up as we see that Sawatari has the ghost devil, was really special. I think one of those better moments of closure in this series is when Aki is handed a cigarette from the ghost devil that says easy revenge. We get this beautiful scene between Aki and Himeno, which is also humorous because it's centered around getting Aki to smoke. As far as we've known his character, he's always been a smoker, but in this scene, we actually see Himeno rescind the cigarette she offers Aki, saying that when he's of age, as she finds out he's 16, she will give it back to him. It was really wholesome, and from the backstory pieces we got of their relationship, you can tell that their friendship was important to both of them. Also, being able to kick someone in the nuts for your friend is a whole mood. Why, hello there. If you've come to this point in the podcast due to your desire to know nothing major about the anime, but wanted to know my review on it, welcome to this episode of JJV, and I hope you enjoy. If you've been listening for this long, I'm going to do a small synopsis of the anime before breaking down my ratings. Chainsaw Man follows a down-on-his-luck kid, Denji, who gets roped into working for the Yakuza to pay off debts of his father left behind by his untimely and not-at-all-accident death. 
He stumbles upon a wounded chainsaw devil and makes a contract with him to save his life, which leads Denji to work as a devil hunter for the mafia to help pay off his debts. In a world where devils exist, there's plenty of work. Ultimately, he is betrayed by his employers, which leads him to death. At the sacrifice of his dear companion, Chainsaw Man is born. Of course, there is so much more to this anime, and it's rich in character development as well as keeping the story moving. A really funny moment happened when I told my friend about how I was reviewing this anime. One of my best guy friends said, if you rate it anything but a 10 out of 10, you're stupid. Of course, he didn't mean it. Um, That's just like our rhetoric. But have no fear, I will be rating this anime a 10 out of 10. Every episode in this season of this anime is just so well done. After rewatching these episodes, I was able to even find new reasons why scenes happen, and even the fillers offer some meaningful character development that I believe is integral to the series. Next rating-wise is manga to anime. I was extremely pleased to say that this manga to anime adaptation uh, is a resounding success. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. From my own reading of the black and white comic book manga and my discussions with others who have read the color version as the manga, there are a few things that are not the exact same with the anime that were in the manga. Two main ones in the manga is that there is a devil fight right after Denji gets picked up. That's not in the anime and according to my friend, which I actually researched and I don't really fully agree with, Power's hair is more pink in the colored manga than in the show. You can definitely make your own assumptions where you can read the color comic on comic.app. That's C-O-M-I-C-K dot app. Let me know for yourself if you believe that her hair color is not as vibrant in the show as it is in the colored version. On to the art style. Art style I talked a bit um, about before I got into the episodes, but the art and the animation style for this anime is a 10 out of 10. I can't rate it anything else. The 3D animation is pretty flawless and the whole color palette of the show is really top notch. I also enjoyed how gory it was. It was uh, chef's kiss. Now onto subbed versus dubbed. So I know people have very strong opinions when it comes to watching an anime subbed, meaning with subtitles, or dubbed, meaning English voiceover. And that doesn't mean like the terrible kung fu movies that we troll. They have an English cast that records the anime as well. My bias with anime is always whichever way I have started the show will almost always be the way I want to watch the anime moving forward. I am going to say that whether you prefer subbed or dubbed, you will enjoy watching this anime. One of my favorite characters from the English dub version was the voice actor for Power. Her voice actor was in another anime that was dubbed um, called Black Clover, and it is the perfect, perfect voice for that character. And honestly, from the subbed version to the dubbed version... They did the voices really well for all of them. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10 for the subverse dubbed. I didn't dislike any iterations of the character voices enough like to be able to dock it out a point or to discover a little favorite. 
Um, but like I said, since I always go with the way that I watch the anime first, I will be continuing to watch it in a subbed version as opposed to a dubbed version. I guess TLDR is subbed versus dubbed did better than Attack on Titan when they did sub versus dubbed because Lord Almighty, Attack on Titan dubbed is a train wreck. And if anybody thinks differently, they can suck my nuts. Moving on to binge-worthiness, um, this one's going to be a really easy one. It is 100% 10 out of 10 a binge-worthy show. Um, I think the only thing that would really deter anybody from watching it is that there are some like things in there that if you are queasy, probably not going to love it as there is a lot of blood, gore, guts, and also maybe some bodily fluids that get thrown around there. Um, I guess because of those things I will dock it down to a 9 out of 10 to appease everybody but it was not slow in the sense of there's no way that I could sit a day or two and like watch this I would need to break it up I think that there was enough content and enough information and enough happening for you to be able to keep your mind on it even with those small filler episodes like I mentioned and last but not least, we have the intros and outros. Um, this anime has one intro and about nine outros. Yes, you, you heard that right. They have multiple outros. The intro is a 10 out of 10. It's a bop and I've already added it to my anime playlist. I'm going to go ahead and play a little excerpt of it here for you so you guys can kind of like hear the, the beat of it. That was the intro. It is absolutely a bop. I love it. And it is super awesome. Um, the intro also doesn't really spoil anything for anyone watching. They show people in it, but there's no specific like fight events or anything else that could set aside main plot stories like in other animes. Also, another fun fact about the intro is it's made up of about 60 to 70% pop culture references like Pulp Fiction and Big Lebowski. So see if you can find the more than 12 different references to pop culture when you watch it. Now for the outros. I am also going to give them a 10 out of 10. I love, love, love the fact that there are different outros for each episode. Episode 1 and 2 don't really have anything like extra, but episode 3 through 12 have some pretty rad outros on top of like the bussin' intro. And I think that's just so unique. I haven't seen in my small, I'm going to admit here, my small experience watching anime, I haven't seen any other anime do that. So it was really awesome to see that from this anime. So it just kind of set it apart from all the other ones for me. So there you have it, folks. That is my lengthy and detailed review of Chainsaw Man, the anime. I hope you guys enjoyed it and are eager to make this your new show that you would like to binge this weekend. 
I know it was a little touch and go there for Matilda. I know you were kind of like, you know, maybe Matilda's not something I want to watch this weekend, but I definitely, definitely want to urge you to go and get Crunchyroll and watch Chainsaw Man because that is where it streams. It's Crunchyroll. So definitely if you have the ability to stream it or at least just go watch the intro on YouTube. Like if you don't do anything for this other than watch that intro, mm, do that. But otherwise, that is going to be it for me and this review. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any suggestions for upcoming shows that you want me to review, shows, games, or like maybe a podcast, definitely hit me up. You can either at me on Twitter at JulesJustVibes or you can send me feedback in the form on my website, JulesJustVibes.com. Um... We have a guest for the next episode, by the way. I just want to put that in there. We're going to have a guest because next episode is going to be about something that I'm going to need somebody to hold me back for. And so I have, I'm very excited about the next episode and I hope you guys are too. Thank you guys again for always continuing to listen. Share it with your friends. Give me a rating. Make sure I'm doing the best job for you that I can. And I will catch you guys on the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.